everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela. And I'm Lori, and today we are talking about spring and summer 2021 fashion trends. We love bringing you guys the next season's trends. It's so much fun for us to reflect on the runway shows and research what bloggers are excited about. And we hope this list of trends helps you while you are sourcing for new items for your reselling business or building your personal wardrobe for the spring and summer season. It's nice to turn the page on 2020 and look ahead. Amen to that. See you at the table, friends. Right. Lori. How are you, Daniela? How are you, my friend? I'm all right. I'm all right. It's snowing here in New England, so snowing like crazy here. I know. It's a big snowstorm. I didn't think it was gonna be this bad, and then uh here we are. (laughs) To be a hundred percent honest, I didn't even know we were getting snow. And then it started this morning, and I'm like, Are we supposed to get snow? And Jay's like, Yeah, like six inches. I'm like, Oh, now it's like six hours later and it's still snowing. I'm like, how about that? All right, here we are. (laughs) Right, Lori. Where have you been? <laughs> I know. Where have I been? You know, been you busy. don't turn the news on for a day. I have been busy. I've had a busy week. I think just because I'm finally feeling better. Yeah. Um, I am just trying to play catch up. You know, I think I put out four videos this week. So that's, that's been what I've been doing. You've done a lot with me. There's a lot. But I had to. I had some stuff I had to get out there. And yeah. I um, am just, I'm feeling pretty accomplished right now because I checked a lot of boxes this week. You know that feeling? Yes. Occasionally we feel that way. Like we got something done. (laughs) Agreed. Yeah. Today I felt really productive because it was snowing. So I didn't have a reason to go anywhere or do anything or, I mean, it started snowing really early. It was nine, 10 o'clock when it started and it started really fast. So I've been cross-listing and just kind of catching up on different things that I haven't had time to do because work's been really crazy the last couple of weeks. Um, So Mm -hmm. yeah. And getting ready for this podcast. I always know when work is busy because I haven't heard from you a lot this week. I checked in like midweek. I'm like, hey, you okay? What's going on? (laughs) You've been quiet over there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Are you alive? Are you still there? Yeah, no, I'm here. Just really busy at work. Working on a bunch of new projects that I'm working on and some new staff coming on. So it's like, it's just a lot of moving parts, a lot of moving parts, but Mm -hmm. I'm fine. Sometimes you just, like I deleted Instagram off my phone for the whole week. I only like, Oh, that's so awesome. That sounds so liberating. Yeah. Yeah, I deleted it for the whole week. And like, I would go in my laptop and go on Instagram and like check some things, but that was really it. Um, I hardly went on any reselling platform. Like I would get an email that had a sale and I would check it kind of thing, but I didn't really Mm -hmm. go either. I like needed a detox for a week. Oh, Um, that's so nice. Yeah. I also, I have been really feeling overwhelmed with social media since clubhouse and I'm not even like a huge clubhouse consumer, Mm -hmm. but it was just enough. I think it was my tipping point, like just like adding that one extra platform. And then I think because I also added eBay and just hitting Macari, I am like really feeling it, really feeling it. Yeah. I went on clubhouse three times and that was like, I'm good. Like I am all set. I haven't really been signing on. I like, I went to a room last night and it was just a fun room. Well, the subject matter wasn't necessarily fun. It was like the, it was um, a Perez Hilton 
and it was about oh. the free Britney movement and everything. Cause there's a new documentary that came out, which is what I was watching before we came on here. And it's called Framing Britney Spears. It's actually fascinating to watch. Um, and they just kind of like people were coming on from like, okay, magazine, they were talking about, you know, the whole, the height of Britney Spears when she was, you know, the most famous. So the early two thousands. Right. And just how the paparazzi mm-hmm. were brutal to her and how like the downward spiral, everything it's okay. Don't worry. The doggies can bark. Oh gosh, I'm just looking for the mute button. <laughs> Go ahead, keep going. Honey. I'm so sorry. It's fine, don't worry. So yeah, that was um, so that was an interesting room that I was in. I really haven't been consuming any reseller content, to be honest with you. Very minimal. Like I watched your video, and then I think that was it. I haven't watched like any reseller content. I feel like um, there's just so much of it on Clubhouse now that I'm all set. You know. Yeah, it is interesting. It definitely, if you consume a lot of clubhouse or just in general, like I, I listened before bed the other night and it was a, I just stayed down in the audience and at nighttime, um, because Jay's usually asleep, but it was a fun conversation about starting on Amazon. I found that really interesting and started to fill out my application on Amazon. And I was like, all ready to go. I like put in my routing number for my checks and my business number and all that stuff. And then you got to the end and it's $40 a month to sell on Amazon. Oh my God. Yeah. Which is fine, but I just, I didn't have a plan. So when I I went into it, like, oh, I'm just going to sign up and download one of these apps to scan items and just see what happens. Not talk about it. Just, just play with it. Have fun with it. Mm -hmm. And it's not that the $40 a month isn't doable. It's just like, I don't think I'm mentally ready for Amazon. And that gets back to just being totally overwhelmed with all the different platforms. So I like just press the pause button on that. I'm like, we will revisit this in a little bit. Not right now. Yeah. I think it's okay to, it's it's definitely something that that there was that price. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say this. this, It's definitely something that I'm looking at to go into the whole Amazon route, but I just don't think I can add that in right now. A lot. And I think that cross posting has been like such a buzz lately. Mm -hmm. And, um, I feel like I've been at the center of it. I've been doing a lot of talk. I did my, you know, my, one of the videos I had to get out this week was my video with Vendu. We interviewed the guys from Vendu and like, I've been super excited about that platform, but it, it, it adds, it adds a different, um, you know, a new uh, slice of the pie has to go towards that platform now. So it does change things up a little bit and I just wasn't ready to add yet another one so soon. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been um, enjoying the whole cross posting thing and so uh for those of you who don't know Lori's infamous thrift february kicked off obviously february 1st and uh i am partaking in thriftless february and it's been wonderful it has been wonderful to not go to the thrift store it is like a liberating feeling oh isn't it so strange like on, yes. on one hand like i actually loved your instagram post about it where you listed oh, all the pros and cons mm-hmm. um in in it's great because all of those pros like i, I think a lot of us forget how important those pros are and um and then the cons are the obvious ones like the FOMO like I just you know there's good stuff getting out being put out you know there's sales happening and we all love to thrift that's why we do this but today I went downstairs just to pull some stuff just to photograph and and I pulled items that I haven't even looked at like they were just basic like new with tag uh whatever Nike quarter zip like nothing that was exciting to me a Disney top that Angie had that'll probably make 15 bucks on, but just stuff that I've just ignored for months. 
-hmm. And it just felt so good to take those off the hanger and put them into my, like, it's just, it's honestly the benefits of it, I think are really wonderful. And I think unless we make a conscious decision to say we aren't going to thrift, we'll just thrift. I know me. I mean, I can only speak for myself. If I don't purposely say it and then me coming off of COVID and just being sick, like I didn't really get to shop the last three weeks, two weeks of, um, January. So it's been even longer for me, but you know, I'm ready to revamp my inventory system. I finally have a plan. It just, it just allows room in your life. And one of the things I said in my post is that, you know, you think you're going to pop into the thrift store for an hour or two, but then it's the ride to get there. And then it's always more time that you spend there. And then you come home and you have to do the processing and you have to do the listing. It just, it takes up real estate in your brain the plows are coming so now they're going crazy it's all right this episode will be filled with doggy barks That's yes all. i am so sorry i did move already i didn't last in the living room very long at least in my office so you tried you tried <laughs> yeah so sometimes just like a innocent thrift trip you know yeah. consumes a full like six eight hour day yeah because and then you're like, you, you realize it when you're doing thriftless because you're like, why did I get so much done today? And it's nothing like earth shattering. Yeah. You just check off those boxes and you're like, oh, it's because I was just home all day. Right. And I didn't spend those three or four hours driving around. The other thing too is when you go to one location to a thrift store and it's like, well, if I drive 10 more minutes, there's another place I can go to and just kind of check out really quick. And if I drive just another like 10 miles, I can just go a little further down where I don't usually go, you know, and Mm -hmm. check it out. And then you fall into like that trap too. So yeah, no, it's good because there's a lot of things that I think um, both of us want to get done and things that we've been working on. And it's just you feel like you have that space to do it. And it's not like there's any shortage of inventory. Like I have things to list that have been sitting for the last month because I just didn't feel like listing them or I didn't have the energy. I listed the things I was really excited about and left everything else behind. Right. Right, Which is what so many of us do. I definitely do that. And now in comes cross posting, right? So this Mm -hmm. is an opportunity now to like, I feel like I finally have my footing on eBay for the first time in so long. And it was only because I committed to like listing every single day in January. But now I kind of created this habit. I'm not going to be listing 10, 15 items a day, like I was attempting to do in January. But like, even if I'm cross posting five, seven items a day over there, bringing in the sales. So it's kind of a, it's, it's kind of cool. It's just like this, this job really never gets old. <laughs> There's always yeah. something more to learn, you know? Yeah. And then tonight's so, the yeah, Super Bowl I'm, and we've got a Macari ad going out. So Lori and I have both been cross posting a Macari today to get some things out there. Yes. And I was, I said on Instagram today, I've, I've never sold a single thing on Macari. Not one thing. I listed like two items in this like really half-ass effort to say I was on Macari. <laughs> <laughs> and I never went back to it. Um, but after you get used to cross-posting to eBay and you have all of those additional optional fields that you have to fill in for the most part, right. um, when you transition and you go to Mercari, I mean, I think that certain oh, listings were like 10 seconds. Like if I didn't have a, you know, most of the time I just have to alter that title because it's too, you know, I have too many characters in my title. And then like a couple little things, but I defaulted to free shipping. So right now I'm just listing things that are basically lightweight that um, I feel like I can ship. And for those of you who may not know, Mercari only takes 10%, Mm -hmm. right? So I figure the other 10% that I am making on a sale, I can put towards shipping. So I have um, free shipping as a default right now. And I'm adjusting my prices if I need to account. Like I have one pair of dance goes that are listed. So I think I upped that price a little bit. but gosh, it moves fast. Yeah. 
Yeah, Makari is really easy to list too. And it's, it's always been the way. Tradesy is the same way. It's also very easy to list too. Mm -hmm. to add something else to the list of things I need to do, you know? And and I think in February, I'm just going to create a game plan and I'm just going to stick with it and create a schedule that works so that I'm always doing these same things in the months to come. Like that's really what February is about. It's just to find the balance and then make it work in the in the next months. Yeah. And it really does set you on a really good path. I found last year, like last year I did it. And then of course the pandemic came in March, but also in March, I did the Marie Kondo to my yeah. closet, which is, oh my God, that was super liberating. And then I did Lori, my LBF bundle boxes after that. I can't believe that's been a year. I cannot I believe that's crazy? been. I we're just talking about all this stuff. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's so insane, but it really did kind of set me on a path. And then you know, it's hard to tell if some of those habits would have really stuck because then we were like full on pandemic. So my, my plans change. I'm, I'm hoping that this year when we come out of thriftless February, things are going, going to be looking up. I mean, I know we're still far from yeah full freedom, but like we're, we're making strides, you know, so I'm encouraged by it. And I was, I was honestly very like encouraged by how many people have kind of latched on to thriftless February. Yeah. It's, it's pretty exciting to see how many people are participating in their own way. Yeah. And um, I'm curious to hear how it goes for everybody at the end of the month. You then I'm thinking, gosh, if you're not doing thriftless February, this is a great month to source. Because Go sourcing so if you live near us. <laughs> Take all oh. the stuff if you live around us, please. I know. Take advantage of everybody doing Thriftless February. Go shopping and pick it all up and share I it with know. us who can't shop. And then I can envy you. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. okay. So spring trends. Yeah. The real reason why we're here today, right? Yes. Thank Sorry, you for guys, listening. Sorry, guys. We have to, to catch up. <laughs> yes. That's a requirement at the, at the start of each episode. It is. It is a requirement. So, um, Lori and I were briefly discussing what we thought about these spring and summer trends, um, but we didn't share too much with each other because we wanted it to kind of come to fruition when we were on the podcast together so you guys can get our real reactions. But I think both Lori and I are kind of underwhelmed with this year's spring and summer trends, um, you know, and it's so hard because last year's spring and summer trends were pre-pandemic because those fashion shows happen in the fall and winter. So everything was a little more exciting. And even though none of those trends really came to fruition hundred percent, it was more fun to talk about, right? This spring and summer trends, in my opinion, it was definitely more subdued. They tried to do things that were fun, but really a lot of the things were just practical. And there's some things that were not practical. There's definitely yeah. things that were not practical, but a lot of it was like baggy stuff. And um, the colors were kind of more subdued in a lot of ways. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'm a fall fashion girl anyways, oh, so I always get more excited for the fall shows, um, but felt a little forced to me. And I don't know if I just wasn't feeling it because I sit here in my sweatpants and right. sweatshirt every day. And I like to even try to think of real fashion right now is, is a struggle. Sometimes there were some things I was excited about, um, but yeah, maybe we can dive in. I think one of the things that Daniela and I were talking about before we hopped on is when you're doing research for this stuff. I mean, I, I am not Chanel. I do not set the trends. I, I'm not a trendsetter. So you look to other people for resources. You look at different bloggers um, and you look at the, you look at the runway shows and you see what people have to say about stuff. And what we both realized is every time we clicked on a, a different person with their take on what the trends were, it was a completely different list. I mean, there were a few overlaps. And what I did for our last um, episode where we did trends is I didn't look at any of the bloggers first. I watched all the shows first. 
And I jotted down things that I kept seeing over and over. This time I did it in the opposite the opposite way because I was kind of just looking for bullets, like mm -hmm. what's trending instead of just looking at a show and making my own. And I didn't like it quite as much because you almost get like tainted by what everybody else is saying and thinking. Um, but I still came away with some of my own thoughts on it. Um, and I did watch a couple like of the real shows. But anyways, yeah, I just found that everything people had something to something different to say on everyone, but I'm just going to chat about the things that I'm excited about. Right. I mean, that's what we're doing. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I, I would say that the baggy pants was worse. One, one observation that I made is the spring and summer trends to me looked like everyone's effort to come out of the pandemic, out of just wearing your sweatpants all the time and just elevate it to some level. Yeah. Um, so a lot of loose fitting things. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where like the wide pants, so many wide leg pants. Uh, I saw denim as like called pants more, more so than jeans. Like, so they're look, they look more trousery. They're, they're baggier. They're, they're, I mean, I still saw some high waisted. I saw one trend report that said low waisted and I chose to ignore that trend. Um, because honestly, from what I saw most, there was, I didn't see a ton of low-waisted stuff. I saw a ton of baggy, big pants. And then like second skin top. So like fitted on top, you know, it was kind of like reaching that balance. If you had the baggy pants, then, um, and I saw a lot of like oversized blazers, oversized suiting. A lot of like, that the, was the, like boyfriend style. That's the way I think of it. Like boyfriend style jeans, boyfriend style blazer and coat. Like everything is really oversized and the exaggerated shoulders, which has been a thing for like the last year or so. I was going to um, say, we saw that in the fall as well. Like the oversized blazers and stuff like that. So that definitely continued even more pronounced, even like in Chanel, like everything would be tweed and embellishments, but then it would be like that baggy blazery type even like a bomber style blazer with like mm -hmm. collarless I noticed a lot on mm -hmm. on the Chanel runway um but yeah that that was something that really definitely stood out to me and a lot of sheer fabrics a lot of um transparent dresses and where there was some element of sheer whether it was like a long skirt um but those were on like the runway, you know, I'm not sure how much that's going to translate. All right. You talk, I'm going to mute myself while the dogs bark at the, um, at the plow. <laughs> so there was two things to go off of what you said, Lori. Um, another thing that I noticed a lot, and this was on the Max Mara runway show, but I also noticed it in the bloggers was to go with the wide legged baggy type style pants. A lot of pleats are going with those too, which I like. I like pleats. Lori's making a face that she hates pleats. I like pleats on skirts. I don't necessarily like them on pants. I think on, on pants, it gets lost. Like I think of um, like the mother of the bride type pants that people wear sometimes. Like that's what I think of. When I think of pleated pants, but pleated skirts, I do like, I think there's a place for them in like the business realm, right? If you're wearing it to work. I unmuted myself. I do like pleats. I just, they, I, my stomach is my problem area. So pleats have never been my friend, but if you wear your stuff up high enough, yeah. like I would wear it like right below my boobs and then it would work for me with a belt, I mean, you know, I, um, it goes all the way up. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, super high. If you wear it high, but I mean, I love, I love the look of yeah. pleating. Like I, I do think it is, it's feminine and I do. And I did see a ton of it in skirts and in pants. Yeah. And I noticed it in a couple of, I can't remember which designers they were, but some designers are incorporating like sections of pleats on, on blazers, on coats. Like, so pleats is definitely going to be a thing. Um, I like it. It's got kind of a 50s, 60s, 70s vibe. Like I feel like a lot of the, some, 
not everything, but a lot of the vibes that we see in the runway and we see in bloggers is a lot of that retro style. That's still a thing. That's still something people are looking for. Um, the low rise jeans, I think are going to be more of a Gen Z thing. Like I think in terms of bloggers and runway, I don't think you're going to see too much low rise jeans. I think you're still going to see the high rise. You're still going to see like big belts attached with the high rise pants. I think you're going to see a lot of the younger generation gear going towards that Y2K. Mm. Well, the Y2K <laughs> is the low rise, you know, yep. but, um, I've been watching Vampire Diaries with Angelina and I always say that I like early 2000s like I would say I had Anthony in 99 in Rocco in 2004 and those five years are an absolute blur to me yeah they were fun <laughs> so now that I watch Vampire Diaries and I it's, it's around that time I think it was like 2006 and the styles yeah. that were so popular on that show oh my god I am so sorry it's um, fine Lori <laughs> So yeah, that's, that's the stuff that I noticed. The other thing too, there's a, a couple other Y2K things that I noticed on the runway. And um, the one that stuck out to me the most is the midriff flossing. I don't know if you've heard of this, Lori, but it's like, think of Christina Aguilera in like her music video, Dirty, where like, it almost looks like there's chains or something around the waist. It looks like dental floss wrapped around the rib cage, right? Chris, did Cora's you happen to see that one dress in the Chanel runway? It was, she was in all black. Mm -hmm. It was like sheer on the arms, open like to the floor. And then she had like a, I'm sure it was made out of diamonds, like a belt right, right, that right, was right. just right around her waist. Oh my God. It was absolutely freaking stunning. And I yeah. did see that on a lot of people. Um, that was really beautiful. I mean, obviously Chanel did it very right. well. Chanel's going to do it in a beautiful way. <laughs> oh my God. It was gorgeous. But you're saying Christina Aguilera. So I'm getting a very different vibe, but yes, that I did see quite a bit. Yeah. a lot. So that's, it's called floss, which is interesting. It's called flossing. So that's a thing where like, maybe it's peeping out of the side of like your skirt or your pants. And that's very Y2K too, where like the low rise jeans with like the thong line kind of thing. Like that's kind of what it's resembling. So some white so super trashy. Super yeah, trashy. exactly. And exactly. if you have like a tattoo hanging out of your ass too, that perfect for 2021. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other thing that I saw, and this like brought back memories for me. Um, it's also what very Y2K and it's something that I used to wear when I used to go to the club with my friends and it's like, so they're calling it like the new bralette and basically like I think of like JLo and Selena like that type of vibe where it's like bandeau or bustier and it's like almost a tank top it's definitely not like Victoria's Secret corset type style it's, it's got structure to it and it's very fitted and it's like silk or it's got um, definition to it but like that kind of y2k style like that's things that i used to wear when i went to the club because that was cool. yeah i saw that quite a bit one of the bloggers that i watched what did she call it it was it was something like um lingerie what did she say i have all like my different um what did lingerie oh i can't find it but it was basically um exposed lingerie yeah. lingerie expose it was something like that yeah and yes like I saw that a ton and somebody else referred to it as the, the bralette trend where people are just, you know, wearing their bra with a blazer over it. It's like, like you said, not necessarily just a bra or a bralette, but something, some of them are corsety looking yes. or, or somebody was talking about having just, even if it comes down to like having like a lot of boning, like structure right, in yeah. 
in the in like basically your layering piece and then you know some people will wear it as is some people will wear it with blazers over it's kind of a fun style i think it's nice it is not something i could wear to the office but unfortunately yes. i don't think i can rock it um <laughs> but i think it's kind of cool like i can yeah. i can see it looking really i've always thought like that j-lo look with like you know the blazer and like the bra mm -hmm. underneath is pretty sexy um and if it's done well can look really fun yeah but that's the my instant thought was that's so j-lo like with the bustier and everything it's very j-lo and, and definitely selena in the 90s definitely a selena thing from the 90s um one more thing that's kind of y2k to me but i it kind of started in the fall and in the winter um but it's definitely carrying over into spring and summer and that's cutouts so laura you kind of mentioned this too but like cutouts in the rib cage cutouts like peekaboo style in the elbows like literally the elbows are cut out um big holes in the back to kind of accentuate different areas of the back definitely a lot of it in the waist area and like the waist hip area of just those areas being cut out and accentuating those parts um most of it's done very tastefully some of it is extreme i mean some of it was kind of all over the place in the runway shows then you had certain designers like um prada for example they had very like subtle small holes in their shirts where it almost looked like like they were intentional but it looked like maybe like it got washed too many times and it was a small hole. It wasn't like a big gaping um, cutout. Yes, I did see that trend as well. And I passed right over it. I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't so excited. I wasn't super I was excited. I'm not excited about it. about it either, but like those things in particular all remind me of Y2K, the cutouts, the flossing, the bralette, like all those things were very Y2K to me. So. I have a I have a little fashion trend that I thought was kind of fun. It was also Y2K. They referred to like clueless um, Alicia Silverstone, um, and that was just um, sweater vests. Oh yeah, I think people had a good sweater vest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Argyles was recently a try. Well, you know, Emma Chamberlain is a big yeah. sweater vest person, and I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but that was on a few of the different. I didn't see it so much on the runway. Um, yeah. More Maybe in the bloggers, blogger realm. Yes. Um, and I, I wanted to mention it for our audience just because mm -hmm. I think you can find a ton of sweater vests at the thrift store for yeah. cheap money. And if that's something people want to play around with and, you know, try it out and grab it for four or five dollars and see if you can flip it. I think that is kind of a, a trend that will be easily found at the thrift store. So I just wanted to make sure that I mentioned that. But I don't know if it's your vibe or not. I think it's kind of fun. Yeah, um, I like that. And the same with the oversized blazers with like the super oversized blazers. That's an easy thrift store find. With the well. shoulder pads, 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I do love to like see these things and how for what we do and for what mu much of our audience does, like how we can kind of pull things in that way, you know? I think as um, a general comment to everything, I feel like all these things we talked about um, where I guess they could sound fancy. It's really a very casual look. Everything that you're seeing on the runway it's, it's fairly casual I mean with the exception of certain designers like a Chanel like a Versace they always do things very exaggerated because that's just how the brand is um, but it's definitely like a mix of like subtle glam but still applicable to what's going on in the world today where you're not necessarily wearing heels they're kind of swapping out the heels with the loafers and the flats or I don't remember what runway show it was but they were completely barefoot so they're wearing oh, like these disco type outfits, but they're barefoot, you know, so kind of. It was definitely an element of easiness with yeah. everything. Um, yeah. I don't know if you watch the fashion mumbler. She's an adorable blonde. Um, she's UK, I'm pretty sure. Um, anyway, she had a pretty fun 
like list of stuff that that I related to. She said like elevated loungewear, which I think is, I mean, I guess we can say it. I think everybody knows that. I mean, I think we're we're kind of trying to come out of just just loungewear and elevated a little bit. And I think people like Kim Kardashian with Skims and you know there there are. I mean, if you look in any any website, everybody has a line of loungewear, whether it's Prada or whether it's H and M. You know, it's it's everywhere. So elevated um, loungewear, the bralette, fate, the bralette trend, sweater vest, sustainability, not really a style, but something that yeah. will continue. She had a couple of things like that. Monochrome looks, which oh, I really was on my list too. Yeah. I was really excited about I that. Like monochrome. Mo- monochrome and neutral. She has them as five and six. Um, she said historical shapes. And I think she was talking more about like shoulder pads or, um, you know, basically waist cinch things with the wide leg like just kind of giving more definition with some of the styling and she was talking a lot about like different phases like um you know long skirts maxi skirts that are gathered high-waisted pleated like you were talking about that kind of create a shape wide leg trousers and capes um, yes I have capes I, on my list too I like yeah capes, so though. I, I like her and um I found it I liked a lot of the stuff she had to say, and I felt like a lot of her stuff were things that we as thrifters mm-hmm. could find while we're out there mm-hmm. um, shopping. So I, I enjoyed her take on the trends. Yeah, I I saw capes as well. And there's exaggerated capes where like, it's exactly what you think of, like a cape, like a hood over and like this um, very like handmaid's tail, like red. Type. Little red riding hood. Yes, right, yeah, like that's heavy, heavy. Of. Um, and then there were some that were very elegant and very light and it was literally just something you put over and it's just covering your shoulders and a little bit like right to yes. your very like lacy and very, very beautiful. Um, so there were different takes on capes, which I liked because usually mm-hmm. when I think of a cape, I think of literally cape hood and you know, everything like that. Cause that's typically what you see on the runway, but I liked the different, like just that light airy look. I liked that a lot. Um, what I love about a cape too, is that you can, you can, you can pair it with leggings and like a ribbed turtleneck or something. And then you put the cape on and all in some boots and all of a sudden it's a look, it's a vibe. So I feel like you can really keep with the comfort that we're all very used yeah. to after 2020. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Okay. <laughs> the dogs want to be a part of the podcast today. That's all it is. That is all it is. Um, one more thing, and we saw this last year in spring and summer as well, and then we'll move on to other things as well. But floaty maxi dresses, very romantic um, dresses to the floor, like sweeping on the floor with that big roughly bodice type thing. We saw this last year. It's still here, and that's very bohemian. I feel like that vibe will never go away because there's so many brands that people look to that sell just that, and it, it's really taken off. Um, so there's definitely some of that. I feel like a lot of the tones, like when I say romantic, they're very light, like pastel colors and the light pinks and the, um, we should probably mention the color for the year. Yeah. I will let you do it. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Yeah, so there's, there's two colors this year for Pantone. Um, let me pull up 
my other web page so I can get the names correctly. There's a yellow and there's a gray. So the yellow is the Pantone called Illuminating and the gray is called Ultimate Gray. So those are the two Pantone colors of the year. And you're definitely seeing the yellows and the gray. I saw a lot of yellow, a mm -hmm. lot of yellow. You definitely are seeing that. Um, but th those are the two colors for the year because Pantone comes out with color of a year and this year they chose two. Um, which kind of makes sense because there's grayness right in the beginning of this year and then the yellow is kind of showing that you know we're heading into hopefully you know better times going into you know the rest of 2021 and into 2022 so yeah th that's definitely something that I noticed even a lot of the pastel colors they're more of um like the mint greens the lavenders and the blush pink is always there but I feel like I saw a lot of mint green I saw a lot of like the pretty like very quiet lavender colored almost like easter eastery colors yeah. kind of blended in with yeah. with a lot yes I didn't see too too many bright bold patterns and prints they were there for the you know the audience that likes them but it definitely was more subdued this year compared to other spring and summer because spring and summer is usually like bold in your face and that's definitely not what you got this year which is no surprise coming out of 2020 right I think everybody wants to kind of ease into things um did you see the like fishnet layering type thing yes that happened? Was yes it now that is something I saw not? over and over well, it, so, so first I saw fishnets and then I'm like, well, do they mean fishnet stockings? I'm like, oh no, they mean like an actual <laughs> net. Like they're yes. wearing a roped netted tunic. Yes, <laughs> Every variation from, from fishnet stockings to, you know, a fisherman's net on your body yes. and everything in between. So maybe my interpretation of that can be like open knit or just kind of, um, Netty, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know where we're going to find that at the thrift store. Yeah, this seems like something that we're going to blink our eye and by like summer, I'm not sure it will be hanging around. But I did definitely see a lot of the high end designers take on this. Yeah, and of course they can get away with it. I'm not sure how much we'll see it, but it, it's it's definitely something we could be on the lookout for to just test the waters if we can find something crazy and fun that's cheap. Yeah, I was thinking. The only way that I could translate this myself would be some of the the fishnet look was not necessarily like the fishnet stocking. Some of it was like bigger. Like I saw um, one of the designers had a coat that they had made and it had all the holes just like a fisherman's net, but they were bigger and more round and pronounced. Um, so I was thinking if you're trying to mimic something like that, more of like the crochet look that we did that we did that we talked about last year too for spring and summer I feel like there's still some of that crocheting that exists in the spring and summer 2021 um so that's the only way that I could really relate it to what we do because I don't ever find anything that's just like fishnet head to toe you know what I mean like I, yeah that's actually really smart and I think I didn't see anybody say per se the crochet but I think that that the open knit and the netting like that that's a good interpretation yeah. of the style that we would probably be likely to see while we're out there. And I can picture like, you know, like the kind of Bohemian festival, mm. like an open knit vest. That's kind of, you know, that crocheted slash netty look that could work. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. There was one dress in particular that I saw on the Ula Johnson um, website and it was beautiful because I mean, the designer makes beautiful pieces, but it was uh, it was a crochet, but like a very loose, big crochet design. And it had um, uh, the 
it was kind of monochromatic, but it had a lot of like blacks and beiges mixed in. So it kind of incorporated a little bit of everything in there. And that's just kind of what I envision when I think of like the netting, because there's no real easy way to interpret that unless you go the grunge side, right? And there's a market for that. And if you're going that way with your reselling business, then absolutely you can find things that are very fishnet related and kind of more edgier, right? Um, but for me personally, I don't typically find that those things I don't typically sell them. So I'm thinking more of like a, a bold crochet type design. That's the way I'm going to go with it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't see a ton of like, I mean, I don't know, nineties inspired stuff. Not really, but I feel like that's very in right now. So I don't know if that's just more of a, you know, fast fashion sort of thing right now, but I mean, certainly nineties are huge right now. I mean, when I see what my daughter is picking out, you know, it's, it's, it's great. I mean, eighties, nineties, now Y2K. So I, I feel like there's just <laughs> a lot. Right I feel through. like what's really out is like, whatever was like 10 years ago, like 2010 to yeah. 2020, very out. But like, even the, now that Y2K is in the mix, I saw one blogger that talked about things that were going out that I thought were really yeah, interesting. Tell me about those. Yeah, um, she has, I think it was five things, square toe sandals. Really? That's going to be out. I thought that yeah, was which I, Yeah, I, I don't know what, I mean, there are a couple things in Google here that I agree with. Um, she's like, they're everywhere right now. It's the biggest thing right now, but I don't think it's going to be here very long. I'm like, well, it is huge right now. Yeah, Absolutely huge, especially in sandals. Yes, I feel like that's where you're seeing it more in Zara, like all like all right. So I just typed in square toe sandals right now in Google. Forever 21, first thing that pops up pops up, square toed heeled sandal, sheen, minimalist toe, post kitten heel sandal, Jeffrey Campbell uh, on Shopbox, same thing, heel with the square toe, Steve Madden, flip-flop with the square toe, ASOS. I mean, most of those are fast fashion. So I don't know if that was kind of a point, like maybe it was high fashion a couple of years ago, but I mean, Jeffrey Campbell, but I don't know. I didn't necessarily agree with that. She said oversized Victorian collars. And I said, I didn't know those were popular. Anyways. <laughs> That's the thing. Okay. So this is one I did agree with agree with crazy ripped distressed denim. Yeah. I think that's been on the decline the last couple yes. of years. Yes. And even, you know, I even was on board with it. And I've noticed lately when I go to do anything, if I am, you know, going somewhere that requires me to button pants and zip them, um, <laughs> I'm reaching for my jeans that aren't crazy ripped. I only had a couple pairs, but I look at them now and I'm like, uh, it's a little bit of an age thing for me as well. But I also, I did agree with that. Like I'm seeing, there was a time where, I mean, even within our few years of reselling clothing, like we have, you know, 2018, 2019, like shredded, shredded oh. was awesome. You know, and I noticed Angie, she just donated a bunch of stuff and a lot of it was uh, heavily distressed skinny jeans. Um, and she is going towards like the wide leg jeans and trousery looks like definitely, definitely yeah. changing that up. So we that I did. The mom jeans for that. That's, that's why they're going out. Mom jeans became a thing and the Levi 505s and 501s. So none of that has distressing. No, I mean, some, some people would do the distressing right. on their own. Um, right. But, but yeah, she said animal print, which I also disagree with. I, don't, I, don't I feel like that. that's timeless. I feel yeah. like it's timeless. And she was like, and she even said, I have a ton of it in my own wardrobe. I'm just not seeing it on the runway. 
which I guess I would agree with that. Yeah, but, but this I upcoming just, season, yeah. And it, and I mean, I not that I associate animal print with fall winter, but, but I, I guess do. I do a little bit. I guess I do a little bit. I mean, not that you can't wear like a leopard tank top and cut off shorts oh, or something, yeah, you but can. but yeah, like I I I think. So maybe that's just it. Maybe she didn't see much for the spring. Um, with that, what else? I keep losing it. There's Deep side thing. slit, which I, I don't know. That? Who wears that anyways? And then I saw the Chanel show and everything was a deep side slit. So that I just ignored. And then the last thing she said was mini skirts, which mini skirts are always going to be popular with a certain population of people, yeah, I think. I feel like mini skirts are definitely going to be a thing with the younger generation with the whole Y2K thing. Like they're looking- Forever. <laughs> well, yeah. When you're 19, you wear yeah. short skirts. It's what yeah. you do. <laughs> Yeah, and I feel like it's a very, like, uh, you know, if you go off the whole Y2K thing, they're m mimicking a lot of things that Paris Hilton wore, Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, that's all they ever wore was the mm. low, low rise jeans and the mini skirts. Yeah, like the little, like even the skater skirts, like yep. the little A-line shorty short. Um, so yeah, that was the only person who actually I watched that had, she had a, you know, she was like a 250,000 subscriber kind of a gal. So she definitely had a following, but I mean, I agree with about a third of that. It was interesting though. It was interesting because we're always talking about what's in and then you're thinking like, well, what's out? So the you know what jeans, I, I definitely think around the D-clown. What? I noticed no short shorts. I noticed a lot of Bermuda shorts. Did you see that too? A lot of Bermuda shorts in intermix, like denim Bermuda. And then even like um, like Chanel had a, a ton of it, like, yep. you know, tweed Bermudas with mm -hmm. rhinestones on them. And then just worn with a blazer, just definitely. I do think there's this kind of like modest vibe coming in. And I don't know if that, you know, like when you think in terms of like Everlane, how popular Everlane is, the lagon look stuff, the loose fitting, organic, sustainable fashion. Like a lot of that stuff is not like fitted and you're hanging out of it. A lot of that stuff is loose and easy. And I think the Bermuda shorts are, are one more of, you know, in that direction. I mean, you're always going to have people that want the shorter stuff, oh, but yeah. yeah, I think, I think, and I think that's another like comfort thing, right? It's a little bit more comfortable if you're, you have a little bit more coverage that way, but I, I did definitely notice that. I think I also noticed um, a lot more, a lot of the designs are more geared towards a unisex world where it's not like it could be men's or it could be women's. And I think that's a movement that we've seen over the last year anyway, but now you're seeing it on the runway, which is interesting because before it was very defined, like women's looks had one particular look to them. The men's had a men's look to it, but now they're mixing it because some of the men's uh, fashion that's been coming out in the last few weeks for fall and winter, um, Louis Vuitton, for example, a lot of the men's pieces had skirts. Um, and it was very interesting, interesting. to me. Yeah, yeah. A, lot, a lot of skirts, a lot of very like feminine vibes to them. And then I'm noticing now in spring and summer for women, there's a lot of masculine, what we associate masculine, right? With, um, with the big blazers and everything. So it's very interesting to see that whole like unisex, like you can wear this if you're a girl, we can also wear it if you're a boy kind of thing, you know? Which I, you know, I, I, I think that's a trend that we have seen coming and, and more designers kind of shooting for the middle that can, you know, be a more inclusive style for gender. Yeah. Um, and in to that same point, uh, one of the shows that I watched, um, they, it was just tunics. It wasn't a blogger. I think it was like a fashion magazine. I don't know if it was Harper or what, but they just said tunics in general. And then they showed people come out in their interpretation of a tunic. And a lot of them were like, 
dresses basically, but very boxy, very, many of them were just like shapeless and almost, almost like you would think of like traditional, like Indian, um, you know, with that, I'm forgive my ignorance because I don't know what that I don't know what it's called either, but I know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. But just like very long and um, yeah, I thought that was interesting. I mean, some of course were very high fashion looking and then some just looked like linen rectangles, (laughs) like just very basic. Which you can, if you're trying to translate this to what we find in the thrift store, think of Eileen Fisher pieces. 100%. Boxy, linen, big, unisex really. Eileen Fisher is very unisex. Some of her stuff. Did you see my my little un, my yes, Eileen okay. sale that I made? Yes, I saw. I was, that. Like, I was so unimpressed with that dress. I didn't like. Not that I unimpressed. It just wasn't my style, you know. And um, but yeah, it was exactly that. It was linen. It was sleeveless, light blue, like with a little bit of seersucker, just no shape, just big, like straight to the ground. And um, yeah, sold in a few days. So there's definitely people looking for it. Also. Fun fact, guys, I think there's going to be a lot of people on Poshmark tonight because I'm getting offers left and right. People are getting bored. Women don't like to watch the Super Bowl if you're not a big sports I, I know. I love to watch it, but I'm I'm accepting offers right now as we're talking. I know. I just got an offer on some uncles <laughs> oh, I'm very excited about. Yes. Just um, got an offer in a Bowdoin dress, ready? Listed for $98 and I got a $75 offer for it. Taking it. Oh. I love those people. That's exactly here. $100 Ugg boots. They offered me 80. Sure. (laughs) Yes. And I haven't had like an exceptionally strong week. Yesterday was pretty quiet. Today's been better than yesterday. Yeah. I've had a, Um, it's been pretty, I woke up to some bundle sales, which I never really do. So it was good. But then you have offers like this, where the $75 Lily Pulitzer dress, it's new with tags and I got a $20 offer. So, I mean, they still, it's, part of the game friends just part, of, part the game. of the game people are gonna see what they can get um anyway back to our trends but yeah i am anticipating some sales i'm pretty i'm i'm hopeful during the yeah. super bowl that um once we're sitting there plus we'll all be cross-posting to mercari everybody in the world <laughs> i know um, literally so that, that'll be fun <laughs> mercari's gonna get this huge boost tonight i know they must um, be so excited <laughs> um i, I did know. mention one more thing that has nothing to do with like actual trends but Face masks were in runway shows and face masks were a thing that some bloggers talked about, which I thought was interesting. Um, One woman in particular had said, you know, face masks are a thing, obviously of 2021, there's no way you can get around it. So we should be matching our face masks to our outfits. Okay. Um, I don't necessarily do that, but I I can see if you're very much into that, you know. I guess if I was like going out for the night, like if if it were an occasion, I wouldn't want to wear like my disposable, like light blue mask out to dinner or something. I don't know. So one of the things that they said was basically black face masks are really just the way to go so that you can wear it either when you're out or you could wear it when you're going to the store or whatever. But a lot of the face, um, a lot of the face masks that they were showing were black or or beige or something along those like again monochromatic type thing right um and a silk fabric so it's easier to breathe in so not so much the um all cotton so the silk fabric fabric would be on the outside and the inside would still be cotton the way that you know the two ply the way it's supposed to be but then i also saw some designers do some really creepy things with masks which i didn't like and it was basically like a bodysuit where like it covered up until their forehead and then it covered like everything from the bottom up to like their nose and all you saw were their eyes and it was kind of creepy and it gave me like a weird like robot type vibe I wasn't a fan of that yeah that's weird 
Mm-hmm. I struggle with runway shows sometimes for that reason. You know, it's just, it's so hard to see where well, you see that this crazy and it's art, you know, all, well, all it is. these it's exactly shows. It You're not supposed to take and runways then, and like apply them to everyday life because that's not what they're really meant to be. Runway shows are a way for the designer to express whatever it is that they want to express in that show, whether it's travel or maybe it is the whole pandemic, right? So that they, they choose whatever theme it is and that's what they express. But sometimes as a viewer, you're like, I don't understand this. Why is everything like this? Right. And I think a lot of it is meant for um, inspiration, like, and then people can like, we're doing now, like take from it, you know, what is your interpretation of it versus mine? And how will we apply this to what we wear every day? Yeah. Um, but they are so much fun. I really didn't watch a lot of runway shows until I started hanging out with you. And <laughs> they really are fun. They're they fun. really are fun. I love watching mm-hmm. them just for, it's honestly entertainment. Just sit there and just try to understand what the designer, like what their concept was. And you start to, once you start seeing a few pieces, like, oh, okay, I get it. It's supposed to be whimsical. It's supposed to be this. And then like, you know, the big designers like a a Dior or a Fendi, they have these elaborate runway shows and these amazing castles. I thought Dior's show was so beautiful. Yes. (gasps) Yes. I mean, just the the woman who had her hair, she had the blonde hair and it looked like a crescent moon, but it was her blonde hair in the shape of a crescent moon or like uh, the woman wearing that long gown and then she was kind of part of uh, like a framed piece of artwork and she was like pouring something it was beautiful I Dior won for me I thought it was amazing Dior's so if anyone has never ventured into watching these runway shows the Dior couture shows are probably my favorite Um, they just create the most elegant pieces for the couture shows and it's just it is just beautiful to watch it is art it is art in motion it is beautiful it is just, if you appreciate fashion, which I would assume if you're a reseller, you appreciate fashion, um, you, you'll you appreciate those types of couture shows like that. And where they're just beautiful pieces to look at. And then there's some that you're like, I have no idea what you're doing, but okay. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but I was really impressed with that show. I thought it was stunning, stunning, beautiful. Did you see a lot of stripes when you were watching things? I noticed like bold stripes, but not necessarily bright colors associated with the bold stripes. Um, I noticed I don't, some- I don't know that I picked up on that. I don't think I noticed I did. some that were more nautical, like you would anticipate to see in the spring and summer. And there's, if you live in the New England area, there are plenty of striped nautical pieces that you can find in the thrift store. Um, but I did see some dresses and it made me think of anthropology, how um, some of their, like the Maeve dresses and other ones too, where they, they've they got like some bold striping, but it's very structured and it's got like a very maxi flare um, skirt to it, but it's fitted on top. I saw a lot of that type stuff. Whenever I saw the bold stripes, I thought of anthropology. That's basically what came to mind. I saw a lot of those um, dresses that reminded me of like, Mrs. Cleaver on Leave It To Be, like just the full length. Well, she was probably a skirt in the top, but that anthropology, like that Maeve Very that you're talking about, mm-hmm. um, the long, full dresses. I don't know, like Love Shack fancy, like that type of a yeah. style yeah. maybe. Um, but yeah, I noticed a lot of long dresses, a lot of long dresses. You mentioned Bell that earlier. Gypsy collective, like that type, like yes. just that yeah, absolutely, right? A lot of that. 
Uh, let me see. Let me see. I, I wrote down some accessories here. I also had denim in my list, Lori, and I had like a very 70s flair to the to the denim, wider leg silhouette, um, the high waist, like all the way up. And like, I saw a lot of like big belts with the denim too. And I saw a lot of big belts with dresses too. I think the big chunky belts are a thing. Um, yeah. I noticed the big, bold, chunky, like gold chain necklaces are still a thing. That was a thing, I guess, in the fall and winter, although I didn't pick up on it. My um, kids are, I mean, it's all Angelina wears, yeah. like Mr. T gold. Like, the, yeah, like, yeah, like, like, <laughs> Like I look at it and it's, that's one of those styles that was really big when I was younger and it's hard for me to get back into it. Um, But it's, and then they're layering them like crazy. Yeah. Which is interesting to me. Like they're already big, bold and chunky and then they're adding extra things to them. And I've noticed them in earrings too, like a chain link gold, uh, chunky earring type style. So definitely a lot of those chain um looks uh what else did I see here uh fringe handbags which I'm all about a fringe handbag so I'm okay with that so much fringe yes I I was happy about that Mm -hmm. a lot of fringe that was one of the things that I had written down fringe fringe like across the board whether it's in a handbag whether it's on a dress like think like 50 uh 1920s uh, flapper type style like it was it was just everything splattered with fringe I did see that but I didn't watch anything on accessories specifically so I'm happy you're speaking to this yeah there's uh, definitely fringe and I like fringe handbags I think they're fun I've always liked them I've, I've owned a few um, I'm not a big fan of like the fringe leather jackets and stuff however those are also very much in um, and it, it, I think of like um I don't know. Celebrities wear a lot. Like Gwen Stefani's wore it before. Like that's what I think of. Like the leather jacket with just the white fringe on the bottom or whatever. Or a denim jacket with fringe because I'm sure that exists as well. Um, another yeah, thing- I just picked up a vintage. Um, I'm sorry. I picked no, up no, a vintage ahead, fringe please. suede jacket. Ralph Lauren at the, I saw at that. the thrift yeah. store. It's very bohemian looking. But um, yeah, I, I was excited about that. We'll see how it goes. I think that's a style that's classic that will never go out. And it, maybe it's not necessarily... Um, like the focal point of a season, but I feel like there's just certain things that will always come up, whether it's in a runway or bloggers talk about it, because it's just a classic, just a classic thing. Like nautical stripes is something that will always be in style in the summer, especially if we live in our area. You know, nautical anything is always big in the summer. God, yes. Cape um, Cod, Martha's Vineyard. Right, exactly. Yeah. Newport, all of that. And then even the Bermuda shorts, that's always kind of been a thing in New England um, because of you know, people who have boats and they go out and they typically wear Bermuda shorts when they're out on the boat, or maybe they're walking around the beach and that's what they're wearing. So some of these things I feel like. Are- well, you know, when I was in the Marina last summer on my boat, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm I was going to say, yeah, Lori. <laughs> <laughs> in my dream world. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the Marina. Same. <laughs> yes. Cause everyone in New England has a boat. <laughs> Not quite. Um, there was one thing that I saw and I hope it's not going to be a trend, but like white knee-high go-go dancer type boots I don't really like I miss that a little Austin Powers moment yeah I don't really like it but I get it because it goes with a lot of the 70s vibes that we're seeing translate into the spring and summer I just don't like it (laughs) I don't I mean I can I can totally appreciate a good go-go boot myself I I just don't want it on myself (laughs) yeah I don't know I'd have to fit it on my calf (laughs) Would it be good? Be a problem. <laughs> oh my gosh! But on the right person, yes, fun. 
Yeah. Um, head scarfs was another accessory that I saw. Um, very like Jackie O and Grace Kelly, you know, just like either a full head scarf where it's wrapping your whole head or like almost like a um, headband type thing. I like that. I can get behind that's very classic. Really pretty. And I wonder if uh, the Black Lives Matter movement too. I mean, I oh. see a lot of women of color yeah. um, with the scarves on their head mm -hmm. and just beautiful silks and, and mm -hmm. vibrant colors and they tie it back, like just gorgeous. I would yeah. love that. I would love to see that come around. Yeah. So that was definitely something else that they mentioned. And there was one more thing. Oh, aviator sunglasses. So aviator sunglasses are going to be um, hot this season. Um, there's also still going to be a, you know, the big oversized sunglasses, which I love. Um, but I guess last year, and maybe we missed it, smaller sunglasses were a thing, like even smaller than aviators, like the really tiny ones were making a comeback, like very, very 60s um, and 70s. But I guess those are out and more of the aviator and oversized are in. So those are See, and I, I find aviator and oversized to be very classic. Like oh, I love it. When have aviator glasses not been in? Like the classic Ray-Ban aviators, you know? Um, but I'm, I'm happy. That's nice. I, I like that. I like yeah. it. Yes. All right, it's 628. It's almost kickoff. I know. We got to go, guys. Super Bowl. <laughs> this is very important. Even Super though Tom Brady is not on our team, <laughs> we're going to be Tampa Bay fans tonight. All right? <laughs> yes, I am I am going to root for Tom, 100%. We have to. We, we traitors. To. Tom and Gronk and, you know kind of a big deal that he's here again i know a lot of people love to hate him but you it's just right. we love to love him here yeah <laughs> forever the goat um yes, yes. all yes. right guys i hope this was helpful i hope that you guys learned about these different trends and it's helpful for you take from it you know we are just one other opinion yeah, out there when expert. it comes to trends <laughs> but hopefully there was a few there were a few nuggets that you can take with you when you're going sourcing um in the upcoming weeks and seasons and we'll see how all of these trends evolve it's always fun to look back and see kind of what stuck and what was what was just kind of a blip you know so yeah. pretty fun i agree i agree uh yeah so we'll be back next week with uh, our truth or dare episode fun 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 oh and daniela are we gonna do take it or leave it at on clubhouse yes, this week we need to plan yeah you want to do it this week we can do it this week I would do it this week, this week or next week. Definitely. I only have one scheduled event on clubhouse for my 40 and over crew next Friday at 2 PM on right. clubhouse um, Eastern time. So that's all I really have for commitment. I try to drop in and some of the rise and shine groups, mm -hmm. but other than that, I'm free. So maybe we can chat and get something on the calendar. Do you have your, you can actually meet <laughs> this week. Maybe Gosh. do you think? <laughs> You would think we live on different continents sometimes. Um, are you going to have your thing Bolo with brand. this week? Your Bolo Brands. Bolo Brand is going to be Tuesday night at 7 o'clock, I believe. Um, okay. I on Instagram, too. That will be with Jen from the Savvy Outfitter, and she was on last week. Um, she's been on before as well. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to be doing that on Clubhouse as well. So that would be 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to have that. And then Lori and I will chat. We'll chat about we'll what we're going to do. We're going to do a everybody. <laughs> That'll be really fun. We can have people come up on stage and then just yeah. like give us a scenario and then, yeah. you know, everybody can discuss. I think it will be really, really fun. I agree. All right, guys, we're going to watch All the right. Super Bowl. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Go Bucks. Bye. Bye.